Today on episode 4 of 30 Days of Plate, we talk about racist Uncle Howard, get confused by the plethora of female names starting with S, and can actually pronounce Necronomicon. <laughs> Days of Plight, your horror movie podcast where we review random fright flicks from a popular streaming service, all determined by a dice roll. I'm your host that goes hard in the paint for eldritch shit, Jay Simba. So how have y'all been doing? I'm currently surrounded by partially painted D&D minis, cats, and my podcast setup, as this is apparently how I live now. Uh, When I'm not covered in paint and cat hair, I attend things like the Louisiana Comic Con, which I have to say was kind of a bust this year. I did see C.J. Graham from Friday the 13th Part 6, a bunch of the original Power Rangers, and an awkwardly burnt-out panel by Edward Furlong, who you would know most likely from Terminator 2 and American History X. On the plus side, we decided to explore Lafayette before returning to New Orleans, and I ended up finding a copy of Corpse Party Blood Drive for the Vita. And that's a good place for us to roll right into Horror Hype, a segment I might make a soundbite for at some point, as long as it can be fashioned out of fur and tiny plastic people. So I just found out that someone got it in their head that the Grudge series needs a reboot. The Grudge. You know, that series that was a knockoff of the J-Horror series Ju-On that apparently needs a reboot. I'm not sure who thought this was a good idea, and I love the Ju-On series, but honestly, this sounds like garbage for garbage's sake. I could be wrong, though. In fact, I really want to be wrong in this case. But if it's anything like Rings, then I can punch myself in the dick just fine. I don't need a terrible reboot to help do it. And speaking of phallic objects, we have a doubleheader of reviews here, both rolling deep in the Lovecraft. First up is 2017 Stephanie, a movie title so bland that I had to look it up multiple times because I confused it with every other female name beginning with S. I'm glad we have a second film to talk about because there isn't much here content-wise. Uh, initially, it's just a young girl named Stephanie living in a house by herself. We catch bits about a quarantine, pictures of her parents in fatigues, and the existence of some sort of monster living in the woods that will come into the house. This is pretty much the first act of the film until we discover her dead brother in an upstairs bedroom. Uh, Now cue the return of the parents and they're attempting to fortify their home and now care for the child they left behind for vague reasons. This is the start of act two. It spends most of the time establishing that the mother was working in regards to some sort of cure, and we get it drilled into our heads that bad feelings make the monsters show up. It's right about here that the squiggly lines of my fuckery sense began to tingle, and I put two and two together far too early for the Act 3 reveal, which is the girl has some sort of eldritch spirit living within her, and it has invisible tentacles, and she isn't the only child that has this. So the parents attempt to remove it to kill the girl, and in the end, she is consumed by evil and joins other children in the destruction of the world. 
I feel angry at myself for watching this because there was a brief period where I was finally getting into this, and then by the end I realized this entire plot was conceived under the idea of, you know what would really fuck with people? No, really, listen, make it seem like it's a zombie movie, but instead it's some eldritch shit and the little girl is evil. And then they scribbled a plot together and somehow they walked into a meeting where producers were playing dodgeball with stacks of money and a couple just happened to have landed on this script. Avoid Stephanie, or Stacy, or Sophie, or whatever the fuck this is called. I give this film one piece of awkwardly frayed duct tape out of five, because it was barely held together. Moving on to our second film, which was lovingly given to us by our friends over at MVD and Unearthed Films, so thank you to them, we're going to talk about the Blu-ray re-release of the 1988 cult classic The Unnameable. Now, this film is based off of the H.P. Lovecraft story of the same name, which, let's just get this out of the way. Lovecraft, not a good person. His writing, fantastic. His personal worldly views and pet name choices, absolute trash. There's always going to be that little asterisk there in my mind right next to his name to remind me. But 1988's The Unnameable has none of that stink to it. It has its own stink to it. Starting in Puritan times, New England, a warlock has his heart ripped out by the monster that is locked in his home. Pilgrims bury him and swear to never open the house again, but fast forward to the 80s where Miskatonic University students seem to go in willy-nilly. Two of the biggest scholar douchebags I have ever seen and one normal guy are having a discussion about an urban legend regarding something being in that house. Now this is based entirely on one published account and one of their ancestors' diaries, which I don't think my ancestor did anything cool, but I still don't want to read their diaries. The last thing I need to hear about is some weird crush and how they discovered masturbation or something. So Professor Science Douche doesn't believe Diary Douche and attempts to get them all to go to the house to disprove the stories. He ends up going alone and is promptly killed. Cue two frat guys attempting to impress freshman girls and convincing them to go to the house where one pair starts to have relations right next to a severed head without them knowing it. Until, well, you know they know it. More death ensues, the friends of the now-deceased science do show up, and one of them discovers the Necronomicon, and then uses the Cthulhu chant to stop the creature, all while finding a hidden room in a tomb outside. A tomb that's been there for over a hundred years. And no one happened to, upon this room in all this time. Just left it hanging out in the yard. The friends and one of the girls escape, and they all just walk away with this, well, that was one crazy night type strut to them. I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's seriously just one of those things of like, you just saw this weird goat demon woman attack all your friends. And then also the thing that ends up defeating it is literally a tree. Like, it's a tree that has the voice of the dead guy that apparently is the demon thing's father. It... But the entire scene just looks like someone shaking a giant tree branch at this person in demon makeup. And I don't... It's, it's weird. It's... I, I can't... Words fail me at this moment. 
and I can't describe the tree branch shaking. Anyway, this Blu-ray has a couple of extras on it. Uh, you get a commentary track and then a few different interviews with some of the people from the film as well as some of the effects people. Normally I get excited with these things, uh, but these interviews are literally just Skype calls that they ran through OBS and put a background on. They have horrible sound quality in some cases, like including delayed or echoed audio or responses. I mean, honestly, I use Audacity to record this. It's free. Please learn to track your audio. It's, it, it's not that hard. Also, the person doing the interview in the very, I want to say the first interview, might be the second interview, completely mispronounces the word Necronomicon, and it, that might be the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced in anything Lovecraft related, because that entire book exists because of Lovecraft, and you messed up the name of it. It's like, oh, you're so close. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, the Blu-ray is a great quality version of the Unnameable. Uh, the transfer's clean, sound is clear. Picture quality is as smooth as Shabithka's butt. Pick this up if you're into goofy 80s horror or, you know, just Lovecraft in general. Thanks again to MVD and Unearth Films for this Blu-ray copy to review. And with that, we come to a close. So, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email us at 30daysofplight at gmail.com. That's 30-D-A-Y-S-O-F-P-L-I-G-H-T for all of those. Uh, this podcast can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, and Podbean. Join us next week when I will be reviewing... Ooh. Ooh, man. Uh... <laughs> 2018's Tales from the Hood 2. Holy shit. Get ready for that. So, until next time, I'll be right back.